I hit the button by accident. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Mom? I'm mom. Just call me Fanya. We are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Three sibs, three time zones. Three hilarious opinions, although we mostly agree with each other on a lot of things. <laughs> wow, that was, um, you didn't even try to do the buttery voice. You just went with your own tone no, I there. went with my, I went with my own tone of like, we are here, let's have fun. That was my tone. <laughs> I was like doing, like channeling me be... Adam Devine and Joan Rivers, because I can't get away from that woman's voice, because that's what I sound like. Um, <laughs> Becky Beck, how you doing out in California? Um, we've had some drama in my house this morning, but I'm okay. Um, a little arguing over baby's nap time. The baby's nap time. See, she normally wakes up at 7, and we nap her around 9, but she woke up at around 5.30 this morning. No one's tired, don't worry. Um... And I tried to put her down for a nap, and she had, uh, like, a little bit early, and she just screamed. Nobody she literally just, she just screamed. baby ever. So. She just screamed. But I have to tell you, that aside, Becky's like, my, ba- my baby slept for 12 hours, and we can't and figure out so when cute. she should go down for a nap. <laughs> that is And then she didn't cry. True. All she did was snuggle with us. So the best, oh, God, that is the best in the morning when she snuggles with us and the dog. And then now my favorite thing is I just give her, like, little crackers, and she kind of just, like, toddles around. She can't really walk yet, but she, like, holds on to things and just eats her crackers. So cute. Um, It's adorable. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, you sound great. great. I'm still great. still perfect. And for the first time in the history of the show, we are dying to hear about Shy. And how he's doing. That's right. And I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. I'm so jet lagged, and I'm, I'm enjoying not having to host. I and I and I think we'll do more sister hosted episodes because this is quite relaxing. Um, so I uh, have. So I just came back from a week long work trip, and I was in India for my first time ever. And there are a couple. I'm not going to get into the details of the work trip, but I'm going to get into the details of a couple important, you know, life changing things that happened. And one of the long time running arguments in my house was my wife's love of Indian food and my absolute refusal to eat it. Now, that isn't to say I haven't had it in my lifetime, but I can kvetch, which means complain for those who don't know the term, with the best of them. And the times when Ali does bring me for Indian food, you'd hear me complaining every minute of the way until I finally eat something and maybe I like it, maybe I don't. Well, we were in India for a week and when in India, eat the Indian food. And like one day into the trip, I'm writing back to Allie saying, Allie, have you tasted Indian food before? It's amazing. <laughs> like if I was Allie, that would full, I'd have to be um, admitted for psychiatric help. No, like that I would think, give me a mental breakdown. No, but I also I think, think there's a difference. Like there's a difference going to like an Indian restaurant in DC <laughs> so, and you're like, oh, oh this is like, supposed to oh, be Oh, so you food. had to go all the you way to India to have the food. you have to go to the country and it's so delicious and it's so authentic. That, and that it, must be my problem with Indian food then. <laughs> I, I, so, so I, 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 so I tried, I mean, my rule when I was there because I was so afraid of getting sick is that I was just going to eat things that were cooked. And the things that were cooked at all the meals that I had were mostly the Indian food. And I had veg dishes and I had 
curried chicken and I had dal and I had uh, tikka masala. Oh, Lily, you cannot eat. You could not eat a single. You could maybe eat the bread. Like, Lily, you think. The non bread? Yeah, so maybe. That's about it. That's I about it. Like 5,000 pounds. So I just bring <laughs> a jar of peanut butter in you order to not. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. nothing you could eat in India. But, like, I need to understand if we are talking about big red gum, and that, that stuff is spice. <laughs> so if we're talking about that's a level one spice. And then a barbecue chip is a level 10 because I like those are inedible or so spicy. <laughs> so like, Where are we on the one to 10 scale? So let's see. I would say that, like, like, the candies for children are two steps above a big red cup. Oh my god! But Those poor the children. Fla- but the flavors are. I mean, it's it was amazing. The flavors are amazing, right? And 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 I and I don't. I, I I've learned to eat vegetarian food in the last couple of years, and I really liked it. But wow, we had these things called momos, which are Ooh. essentially like gyozas. You know, they're like a version of a yeah. dumpling or gyoza. Mm-hmm. Man, we had veggie it's like momos. Like a samosa. And- no, oh, it's a Momo. Like a, like a steamed dumpling. Steamed dumpling. Oh. Man, mm. Momos were amazing. But spicy. No, the Momos weren't spicy. They were spicy if depending on which sauce you put on. You could eat a veggie Momo, Lily. That's the one thing in India you could eat. Okay. Uh, writing that down. Well, could you eat samosas at McGill? Were you able to eat the no, samosas at McGill? No, definitely oh, not. Then, then, tried one. Then you could only have nope. a Momo. Now, McGill University, for some reason... <laughs> Always had the best samosas. Always like out of a cardboard box. There's always like someone money for different... se- exactly. Yeah, for someone... charity. <laughs> someone raising money selling samosas. Like somebody's what... grandma made them. They brought in a giant cardboard box and made like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I tried it once. I had to go home. My mouth was on fire. <laughs> so I loved it. I didn't get sick. I actually like I, I I stayed with the cooked food and I tried everything that I could and it was fantastic. There were a couple of soup. And there's dishes. no beef. No beef. No, there Correct? was there was mutton, which I just finally put together that mutton is lamb. I know, but is mouton in French. Is mouton, yeah. So yeah, for, so for like, Madame Granger listening, I made a French connection <laughs> to an English word that I didn't realize before. Mazel tov. And uh, I will say desserts were one of the weaker uh, items on the menu out there, except this, this one place um, – had uh, the most incredible carrot cake, and I ate. I kept going back and having <laughs> variations of the same. But to be fair, cake. that's not an Indian. No, no, no. no, no. Like it's just like... one of the places <laughs> happened to have made this amazing, um, this amazing carrot cake. So, anyways, Shy now likes Indian food, and uh, Ali, she's still checking to see if it's true. She still says, "Wait, so we're really going to go for Indian food?" I'm like, "Absolutely." I'm like 100% all in on it. Oh, so, I'm so excited. Which is, I think it's like a, it's the equivalent of show and dipity. It's like food and dipity. It's like I had been eating, you know, healthy for a couple of years, but at a certain right, point. And Indian you, food is healthy. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, at a certain point, well, you need something. It's going to be heavy. Certain it, point, you need something new in your rotation. And now I've got something new in my rotation. So, yeah, anything. I'm the other, no. the other big Friday night movie moment I had. So I was, I was there, and there were there was a group of young people, younger than us, that I was meeting with, and they were all from different countries, from the Middle East, from Latin America, um, and Africa, and at one point, we were talking about which TV shows we like, and there were different intersecting TV shows that two or three people would get, uh, but two two people wouldn't, or and the one show that everybody's face lit up on like no matter which country was money heist 
everyone lost their mind. They were like, oh, money eyes. I tried to explain that to Jose. It's an international international sensation, and it made me so happy. So for Lons and for Alana and for Pam. I only have one I told you show, but it's the ultimate. No, you have a couple. You got Killing Eve. Oh, I guess. But Money Heist like, is... That was, like, nominated for an Emmy, but, so. but, but Money Heist, Lily, you've captured some serious zeitgeist. Like, yeah. People need to go and, and watch this show because... It is. It is clearly catching on around the world, and it's not. You know, it's not an American show, and I think it's. Uh, it's really well, captured people's imagination. That has to do with it because people, I you know, in other countries who aren't used to watching TV in their own language are fine with watching a show with subtitles. They're more used to it. Whereas Americans, it's not really part of the culture at all. So it I makes think sense that that other people are outside the u.s are so willing to watch it that's true that's true i mean this is another evolution as is you know how there's 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 the uh, bevolution on the goldbergs maybe there's a shy illusion going on here and that i'm starting to watch more and more shows and subtitles it has begun because the texts you sent us were just so out of character from india and just so wildly different from what we imagine you in india being like 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 going on vacation with that shy yeah <laughs> I, I, becky and i was like becky, is that how do we go on vacation to vegas with us this year right i want shy to come to vegas and becky was like maybe we just all have to go to india with shy and I was like, <laughs> if i have to do that and i have to bring my own food i will because i want to meet that shy i would say definitely I, I, shy I, 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 have, I behave similarly when we've traveled to israel i guess you like the orient Maybe is that that's, a thing? Yeah, that's like that, the, that, that area. Like, 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 is, that, is that correct? Like, I mean, no, it's, in the old-timey British Empire sense, right, they're using like the correct in term. The, that part of the world. I I'm not calling a single person that. I just mean like the... The not we west. Need to edit this part of the episode. No, we don't. L- Lily's using sort of just old timey Brit- British colonial terms. It's fine. Um, it like now, but oh, Lily, you say Lily, like that. Lily, how are you? Well, I'm good. I'll be quick. As the host, I don't feel like I should monopolize the time. But and I did not go to India. But I will quickly say that I went to my first Spanish wedding, which shy they like. I felt like what you must feel like all the time. I found my like white whale of food where I tried something at a wedding. It was like served to me on a d'oeuvre plate. And I was like, I need to find this. I had never eaten it. It's called a tequeño. What it's is Venezuelan. The best way I could describe it is if somebody made like a dough that was a mix between a challah and a pretzel. And it was long. What? They may have fried it. And inside was the most delicious mozzarella-ish type cheese. And it's a stick. So it's like a giant, long, like, challah-y, hot... Because oh, you um, love cheese. You're, you're... And you bite into it, and it's like a melty, delicious cheese inside. Shy, I can't tell you. I was at this wedding, and I tried one on our d'oeuvre plate, and the groom was with us at this moment, and he's like, you got to try one. And I was like, it's, not, it's on my diet, but okay, I'll try one. And he's like, get two. I was like, okay, well, the groom told me to get two. He's like, no, get me one. So I'm like hoarding these things. And I tried it and I was like, oh my God, this is what Shai's life is like. And I've been on a mission. I sent Becky the recipe and I was like, can you make these for me? And I've been on a mission trying to find a ticket. In my life, in like how much I love snacks? Yes, and just like I feel like you're the kind of person that like finds a type of carrot cake in India, and then you spend like the rest of your days r- finding a way to get that carrot cake again. Oh, I ate it five more times. I, I befriended right. oh the owner. Of it. Oh yeah, one to I'd go into the restaurant and because we'd end up back at the same restaurant or another one owned by the same owner, and I'd go in and I'd buy the whole carrot cake and I'd just start giving it out to people. 
That's amazing. Carrot cake for the table. Carrot cake for the table. Anyway, so I feel like one day I would like you to try this delicious. Oh, 100%. Is it going to be like the chocolate, uh, the the churros con chocolate, which you denied me the first time I visited you in Spain? You didn't even tell me. Denied him. And the last day, Becky Lily's like, by the way, you know, they have churros and chocolate, but uh, it's closed. So uh, sorry, come back next time. I, I probably was not tapped into like how important I know snacks are important, but like but, but, for Shy, snacks are an whereas experience. Whereas I remember when Shy came when Ari was born, he came to armed with like a suitcase of snacks. Or I just remember going. Maybe we went to the store and we bought like bags and bags of snacks, and they just were like into Shy's, hungered like, down snack. at your house eating um, snacks. But churros are eating. churros are one of my very special snacks. Like if I'm in a stadium and there's a churro option, I always buy a churro. Okay, anyway, so back to me for a second. So the Spanish wedding was crazy. It went all night, and the dancing only started at 1 a.m. That was nuts. I had never been to one before. Uh, Dad is visiting, so that's hilarious. Uh, Dad in Spain is, I wish they would have added a Yeah, but but Dad loves it here. Like, he loves his little cafecito, and he loves going to the plaza, and he just, Dad is like, somehow this guy from Brooklyn is just in his element in Spain, well, which is adorable. With that bubble machine he bought your and, kid. Yeah, he bought our he bought, like, an industrial and, amusement park-sized bubble machine. <laughs> and we, we took it to the park, like, and we put no, no, it on. Sorry, the, and video that was you like, sent, the video you sent of Ari on your terrace with the bubble machine going, you can't see him because there are so many bubbles. So, so, it was like, so it was like an Israeli foam party on your balcony? <laughs> Dad texts me, and he's like, can you believe there's too many bubbles? And I was like, that means, that's like a shy thing. I'm like, that means it's working. I'm like, that's what I wanted. I wanted to correct amount of bubbles. And yesterday we took it to the park because it's actually a lot of bubbles. So he could run around and play with them. And a bunch of kids came up to play too. And cause it was like two euros a piece. Cute <laughs> of course he was. He's like charging admission. I told a lot of people, I told a lot of the people the story of Jose with the air conditioner and, and the electricity. And, him turning off the air conditioner when I leave the room. Not in the room. It makes sense. But then the room never gets cold. And then... Anyways. Okay, so yeah. keep going. No, no, and the other thing I just wanted to bring up that I've been meaning to bring up for a while is that, do you guys remember in The Wedding Singer, um, that adorable old lady who sings the rap? With the meatballs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming... I'm turning into her with the meatballs. And I so feel like... like that has been your life's goal. Like... I have been cooking more and more because I've got so many people in my house. Again, there's like seven dudes in my house and me, and I'm like they eat a lot, so I'm tr- just cooking and cooking and that the slow cooker, which is the greatest invention ever. So I keep making all these like interesting recipes and watching Send it them like, to me. Send them to me. You already cooked all these things, Becky, for years. It's nothing new. <laughs> I made chili, but literally, like I I served it and I I sat there and I was like, I want to watch you taste it. <laughs> Like, holding their hand, I was like, "Tell me, tell me everything. I want to see you taste it, and I want you to explain it to me." So I was so proud of myself, and I wanted to see the joy. And I felt like a an old Jewish lady. Anyways, Lily, you so are that, you are on the fast track to old Jewish to, lady to Bevy Town. Yeah, I am on the fast track. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, okay. So everybody's doing great, and I we all watched a movie. We can we can jump into that. Um, we all watched a movie 
that I figured was, you know, sometimes it's great to find the, the, the perfect quote unquote Friday night movie. The essence of this podcast is that when we were kids on Friday nights, we'd go see action movies with our dad and our mom as a family. And the point was that if we didn't go see a shoot 'em up kind of crazy action movie, our dad would fall asleep. And so because it was supposed to be family time, we deferred and always watched those movies. And when I saw the preview for Hotel Artemis, I was like, this is a classic Friday night movie. We got to watch it and talk about it on the podcast. Um, and I think this made me really think of the idea that in the circumstance in which you watch a movie defines if you're going to like it or not. Like it has so much to do with it, where you are, who you're with, um, absolutely. theater, home. Absolutely. In fact, I, I, for me, people often say, oh, a movie, then you're not, you know, I'm not, you don't even have to be talking to each other when you're watching a movie for it to be an interactive experience. But for me, going to the movies is a social experience. It is not a experience that you're having like without other people. It is, it is fun to go and talk about it afterwards and, you know, game out the story and things like that. Like that is, I a hundred percent agree. Seeing movies alone. I don't necessarily, I'm, when I see a movie alone, I am, it's already sort of the movie's in trouble. Not in trouble, but it's disadvantaged. No, I, yeah, that happened to me with Juliet Naked. I think if I had saw that with somebody, I would have been a bit more into it because I love a good Nick Hornby adaptation. But seeing it alone, I'm just like, okay, it was cute, you know. Whereas this, um, Shai, so Shai texts his reaction to the movie before I've seen it, and he's like, meh, it's all right, you know. It's good. It's not great. It's not that good. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, no, I will not give in. I'm watching it with Jose and Dad, who are like super action movie people. This movie has to be good. I don't know. And so my whole thing today was I was like, we got to duel this out um, well, a bit. Because, yeah. Wait, so, we know, gotta duel, gotta... so hold on, we have to duel this out, which meant that you wanted to start a new a new game, right? Where there was a duel? Uh, yeah. And and I and I'm not saying that like this movie is the greatest movie ever, but I think I wholeheartedly disagree with Shy's initial like text response to it, like his initial reaction. I'm like, no, that's not at all true. So I'm like, I gotta, I'll. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's not at all true. I just don't think it's entirely true. But, but no, I, no I do one, believe with... there are truths in his reaction. All right, hold on a second. So, to to be clear. We're now segueing into the Hotel Artemis part of this conversation? Yes. Okay, so how about I tee up what it's about, and then I'll give a little bit of my impression, and then you, you can hit me back, okay? I mean, I could hey, tee it up a, since I'm the host. A, but a, all right, fine. Fine, fine. <laughs> tee it up, Lily. I mean, also, Lily, we established other... a few oh. minutes ago when I said now we're going to talk about Hotel Artemis that we are in that portion of the show. So uh, All right, so, so tell people what... <laughs> <laughs> what so it's it about is the future. It's in the glossary <laughs> backseat hope that's a great term um uh i'm writing it down okay i will be brief. i say I, what it's about since no i really speaking okay episode. i can't say what it's about but i was gonna impress you with my brevity because i practice okay, go, 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 okay. futuristic la there are riots everywhere people have to pay for clean water to drink um there's riots it's madness but there is a hotel which acts as like a secret underground hospital for criminals that has a set of 10 rules in which if you are a member, which you prepay and have a membership, you can get, get access to this hotel totally under the wire. We'll get um, help for whatever medical ailment you have, like gunshot wounds or whatever. And 
uh, very discreet. And it, if you're at that hotel, then nobody can kill you or mess with you because the criminals can't, you know, kill each other in this hotel. And that's the best. Now, there was, a, I, I will say, there was there was a lot of... But, but that every, actually might be better than the movie, the way you but, describe but it. But everything Lily's describing, there's a lot of... So, so I'll say the things that are that There's, I liked about this movie is that it's an hour and a half. And Lily just listed a lot of things of like world building that goes on in this. All of the things that Lily described are evident. They don't 100% spell them out. They kind of just show you that this is the world that they're in. And then it's, it's a story about a very specific corner of that world. So it's not like you're hearing like part of the riots are against some evil corporation. You don't see the inside of that evil corporation at any point in the movie. The whole point is that there are riots going on and you're following the characters that are in this very specific place. I actually did enjoy that part. It was not a movie where they felt they had to tell you everything going on. Um, so here's where I came down. At, Lily asked if it was good and I just gave her a one word no. Uh, I I think the actors in it are great. I love all the actors in it. This cast- Surprisingly phenomenal cast like how did they get this cast sterling k brown who i love and who was amazing in predator uh in the in the recent predator movie batista who plays drax he was he was quite good so good jodie foster who doesn't act a lot you know she kind of reappears every once in a while plays kind of like a surprise hit with her well she was the it was like she was acting on a level in the movie that no one else was acting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that was one of the issues is that I felt like different I'm shocked she made this movie. There were different characters playing as if they were in different movies. And Oh, that's a good point. That's know, a good way of putting it. Every bad guy was like as if they were in their own movie. The and, villain in their of their own movie. And, and Charlie Day who I their love. Their energies did not match up. Yeah, Charlie Day who I love. He's one of the most talented people. It, it's just Again, it's like he's in an episode of Always Sunny playing like a, a villain in Always Sunny as opposed to a villain in a post-apocalyptic future. I didn't understand that character's well, I, motivation. And I feel like that comes down to the directing. Like, each villain had I such a drastically yeah, different kind of direction. Funny. Uh, I thought he was funny. So, and then, so, anyways, bottom line is, is that it's a movie that is kind of open and shut in this story, and they leave a lot of things to... Um, to your imagination, which again I enjoy, that's a little bit of a throwback to the '80s and '90s. I, I, the the score of the movie, the music of the movie, really bothered me. It was like that, really that deep, moody electronica kind of music. It, it was like a. It reminded me of the music in Neon Demon, which is like really haunting and appropriate for that movie. And in this movie, it just irritated me. Um, okay, that's interesting. And uh, and you know, it was very sort of dark and. Blade Runnery, but but ultimately, oh, you had Goldblum. You had I didn't even know Goldblum was in the movie, but Goldblum shows up for what must have been what two hours on set at most to do his part. At most, <laughs> yeah. Um, I bottom line is that with all the actors that were in it, it lacked. I know this is going to be maybe a subjective thing. To me, it lacked charm. It lacked something to make me really root for or care about any one of the characters. I kept saying to myself, I'm like, oh, so is Jenny Slate the person I'm supposed to be rooting for? Uh, is it supposed to be Sterling K. Brown? Is it supposed to be Jodie Foster? I guess it's Jodie Foster in the end. I think it's Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, and then I but... have, and then I just have some questions in general about the plot. So in the end, I think it was like a middling action movie, but... but I, 
I would like to see that cast do another movie together because they were all amazing. Right. I think the only frustrating thing is you're like, how did they get this cast? And well, I necessarily need that cast, but I was I was fine with with the movie being, you know, mediocre plus the whole way through, like an enjoyable Friday night action movie. And it was really in that last fifteen minutes or so where I was like, what? I just not like what's the ending. I when I say I did not understand the ending. I did not understand. I I don't understand the ending of that movie. But not like in an Inception way. No, not not in an Inception (laughs) way. Like it's just like like, you're like, wait, what happened there? The choices these characters are making don't really make sense to me. No, 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 because the choices the characters made at the end didn't really make sense to me, and I didn't understand really what was what was. I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but I I didn't. I just didn't any every single character's choice at the end. I didn't get it. I will say there was a real, there was a lot of French counting in one scene in the movie, uh, counting backwards in French. One of the characters Brought does. You back to sixth grade. And that I was like, oh yeah, that is how you say ninety three in French. That 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 I thought was very informative. Um, <laughs> well, like so when all of the bad guys are locked out, the bad guy from the Kingsmen. But when all of the when all of the Wolf King's henchmen are locked out of Hotel Artemis. And they're like outside that cage, and they're trying to break in. Don't they all have guns? No, they, they don't. They, they had to give up their guns. They had to, to put get them in, in a vault. Like they did them in a garbage chute. As soon as they get out of the elevator, they everybody has to put their guns in a garbage chute. Okay. They don't have weapons. But, oh. but you're still able to build guns out of a 3D printer that can also make a human liver. Which is actually realistic. Really? So, yeah. Well, I don't. You know can make a human part. liver and no, a gun a from liver. a 3D printer. Both of okay, us. but then I mean, definitely we, make a gun for I don't want to ruin the movie for people, so maybe we have to take this conversation offline. But no, I need well, someone I, to why explain. Why don't we just to declare me. spoilers? Okay, it is. We're Declaring now spoilers. We're gonna do spoilers for like five to ten minutes. Why do like why why does Drax stay back? Why doesn't Jodie Foster escape? Why does the Lady Assassin stay back? Also, Foster what, is, what happens to okay. Drax and the Lady Assassin? Okay. Do they die? Or do they so, just you so never when find Foster out? Goes back, the ending, is... Drax is alive, puts the lights back on, and she says, leave it Christmassy, babe. She's out. Oh. She's never going back. And Jodie Foster just walks away. Oh, She's closer went... about her son's death. She can't go back to that. She's done. And Drax is going to run it. He's 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 going to so be in charge. He fights all the bad guys because I thought he gets like pummeled and murdered by them. No, look, no, I mean he, he totally like he's gigantic and he stayed back and just him against them. But they're coming in one at a time, so he's just like Absolutely. no. What are you talking about? At one point, they all at oh, like the end of the movie, they bat- all like attack him. Yeah, and... but it's just like hands and he's massive so we assume he survived maybe he has like, he might have like a knife or something because he has he like because he looked to me no, like he's gonna get killed at the very end you see him put his healthcare professional badge oh, back on I and then the okay. lights the the generator comes back up and hotel that, that by the way should be batista's oh, new that. that should be like his i'll be back it should be the moment where he says i'm a healthcare, I'm a healthcare prof- professional <laughs> now, Watching it with dad, who deals with that and work and stuff, he was just cracking up. I mean, that was very but, um, but wait, did the French lady... Jodie Foster walks away? 
Jodie Foster walks away. She's out. She maybe oh, she'll maybe be because crazy. I just got up and left to like do she, dishes um, or something. I missed the ending. She, you get the impression that now because of the riot, like so she loses her medical license. But you, she doesn't have an actual medical license. But you get the impression that because of all the rioting, she could go to any one of the hospitals and say like, "I'm a nurse. Let me help." And she okay. said, "I'm not. There's all these people are injured. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay." So she says that to, to Sterling Brown. Oh, I thought that she was going to go back to Hotel no, Artemis. No, no, she Could, keeps it Christmassy, babe. Like, I'm out. Like, you keep, it's, it's yours now. Like, you, you're in charge of it. Can She's you, done. Can you she says ex- that to Drax, but then she... No, she says that to Curling... Yeah, Drax. she said that to Drax, but you can't hear her. She's just saying it out loud to herself. So it's like us knowing that she knows that he's so alive. She's, okay, Curling... Okay, so Sterling she's not going to go back to the hotel, hotel, but she is going to stay in L.A. And you get the impression, I think, that she's going to go and try to help maybe in one of the hospitals. Because she says, I can help. There are people rioting. People are dying. Okay. I'm not leaving. And then Sterling K. Brown... Pieces out with 18 million in diamonds. Right. Which, you know, is a lot. But I feel like for 10 years from now, it like, I feel like a detail like that, it should have been more. But, okay, I guess that's what can fit in a pen. Um, and He's and then why died. does the lady assassin stay to kill well, all the bad that's, And that's what I was like, this movie may not have enough charm, but it's got heart. But like, I like why? that the character development between her and Sterling Brown is that they obviously were like a couple or in love. She's you mean, her career you mean, you mean they might state? be star-crossed, star-crossed lovers? star-crossed lovers? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, and, and she, it's her fault that his brother dies. It's her fault that all these guys are overtaking the entire thing. None of them would have been there that night if it wasn't for her. You might have missed that she says when she's talking to her Detroit handler. Because she's arranging it to have the to have. So she arranged for him to get injured so that he had to come to the hotel so she could be there to kill him. And. And so because because she did all of that. Hit the mute button. <laughs> Lily did that too, by the way. Happens to the best of us. Because she did that, she, she has a guilty conscience. And but, they'll, they'll chase but after. But it's not her fault that the Wolf King is going to the hotel. Yes, it is, Becky. How? My God, did you watch the movie? No, she had to shoot she her own set, arm to get into the hotel. Get in. She set it up on the outside that... He got entranced uh, by a lady or something or other and got injured, so he has to go to the hotel to get fixed. She has set it up so that he's at the hotel that night to get whatever ailment fixed. Not enough to kill him. So what happens to Jenny Slate's character? Does she survive? She gets, she, yeah, you think they she just, gets They just drop her off as a cop in yeah, the middle of riots. Yeah, she can't stay inside the hotel. She just gets dropped off, but she's healed. Okay. Or she's healing. She just saves her. And that also gives like quite a bit of heart to the movie. Okay, move. I feel like I, I so so just, in the end it kind you can of edit this out if you feel the no 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 I, I I think I think so if I summarize I like it things for people who didn't watch the movie and didn't get it after listening to after listening to Lily describe and fill in some of the things that confused me I I like it a little bit more and it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of um like uh, uh one of those assault on precincts thirteen type yeah. of movie like. Like a little bit of a John Carpenter kind of, or very 90s, bunch of criminals right. stuck in one place. But it it's not. really make a ton of sense. There's like Charlie Day who gets like a grotesque, mur- like get killed in a grotesque way for just for fun. Like it's, you Char- know. Charlie Day's character. Smart. I think if they, I, again, one of the my most poorly talented directed, people. I'm sorry. I, most, I thought he was funny. I didn't mind. One of the most talented people, but he, his character really was not. 
good in that movie. I find he's on. He often doesn't play well in movies. Like his character, they don't know what to do with. A weird choice for that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved her. Sophia Boutella was great. I love like Sterling K. Brown. He's awesome. Um, Yeah, it was good enough for me. I think Bad Times at the Royale or El Royale. Oh yeah. That I have a lot more expectations for that movie. For example, that's true. Like as a a good film. So when I go see that, I'm gonna be like, whoa, okay. This whereas this, I was like, if this can be a renter, we're good. Like if I don't mad the shit out of this movie, we're fine. Yeah, and both of those again, they have that '90s feel to them. They do, but yet. The Royale is calling more upon a Tarantino. Be- Becky, as and- our uh, as our film expert, why why do I have that reaction that these movies, both Royale and Artemis, make me think of the '90s? Like, what is it that uh, like I can't put my finger on it, but I'm like, these have a '90s feel to them. I don't know. Ensemble cast, crime, campy crime. I don't. I mean, I feel like Lily's better to answer that. She's more of the pop culturist, but it does have like, that. Does have a Tarantino, Tarantino pop. Yeah, you're right. It it's, does have like a Tarantino. Finds the '90s, um, turning action uh, into like drama comedy. on its yeah, on its head, right? No, yes, yeah, or it's turning like like well, dramatic crime makes, films into comedies and makes the there's often yeah. a vulnerability with the criminals, which you know we maybe not have seen this so right. widely before, but you know you have. That in the Royale, it's kind of very clear. Plus, they're like pretending to be somebody they're not. There's a whole reveal as things goes down, like the backstories get revealed. Like it's always like five strangers in one place, like the Hateful Eight or Reservoir Dogs. Jeff Bridges is probably not really a priest or whatever it is in the Royale. And and Hotel Artemis is similar. All these people are brought together, seemingly unconnected, but it actually is connected, and things are revealed. Okay, I got you. Now it makes more sense to me. So, so yeah. I will say that, you know, <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, so guys, rent. Is it a renter? You can. I'll, I'll give it a in. rent. I'll give it a rent. I'll give it a rent. Back. Oh, rent for sure. Okay, cool. But I feel like a rent with a fun group of people. Right, and this is that like a very important disclaimer. Exactly. I'm not going to watch this. Like, I'm not going to watch this by myself on a plane and enjoy it. I'm going to, like, watch it with a couple of friends and... Laugh. I think that, I that disclaimer is crucial and, and eat snacks. Right. Watch. And we talked throughout the whole movie while we watching it. Tons of snacks during this. <laughs> um, okay. So we can uh, get right into what we're watching because everybody has so many what we're watching. So many. Um, Do you want to go first, Beck? Sure. Okay. Let me go back to the show notes where I wrote down everything I'm watching. Oh, okay. Did I already tell you that I saw the movie? First Man. Yes, but I'm pretty sure you told me it was called Last Man, and I said I but don't think I it's true that on, he was the last man on the podcast. Did I tell you on the podcast? No, you did not. Okay. You told me on the phone when I said That's no, Becky. It's Ryan, Go- Ryan Gosling is an astronaut. Ryan yes. Gos- so Ryan Gosling has two modes: Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling being charming and cute, Ryan Gosling being serious and quiet. This was Ryan Gosling being serious and quiet. Gotcha. The movie truthfully gave me a headache because the oh, rocket really? scene. Because like the rocket, the in the rocket scenes of them launching into space are so aggressive, it triggered like a full on headache that I had for two days. Well, it's your fault for seeing <laughs> it at a perfect theater at Pixar. Um, That's what happens. You see it with perfect sound. And like it was good, but I also kind of fell asleep at the so, end. So in terms of other space, <laughs> in terms of other spaceship movies, I've never seen Gravity. 
Uh, but I've seen Apollo 13. I loved Gravity. If you were to I be, if you were to buy, if you were to a spot buy Renter Man, Apollo 13, Gravity, and this movie, what order would you put them in? Buy Apollo 13, rent Gravity, Man of X. Okay. Yeah, but like I, I think it's an it's a it's a well made film. Listen, it's it's a well acted, well made film, and it's a really interesting take on the story that I think is different from other other versions of this type of story um but it gave me a headache he basically doesn't speak the whole film and i fell asleep at the end um all that being said claire foy is a vision i'm now obsessed with her she's such an incredible actress like she's a, gonna be wow. in the new dragon spider tattoo wow whatever that was. Oh, she's oh. the new dragon tattoo she's the new dragon tattoo i can now i've never fantastic. seen the crown I will now watch The Crown. Because well, if you fell asleep so at First Man, you're going to want to take a nap before you watch The Crown. Just saying. <laughs> I know everybody loves it, but that shit is boring. Like, it takes a lot. She's amazing. She's, it's worth seeing not even the whole film, but just a couple of her scenes in this movie. Okay, cool. next. Nice. Still watching Money Heist, still enjoying it, but it's hard to find time to watch because I have to actually sit down and look at the screen. Which is hard. Um, I watched an entire an entire season of a show called Manhunt: Colon Unabomber. Ooh. Wow. Is it a drama you, or is it a documentary? No, it's, I think it's drama. about the Unabomber. No, no, Unabomber. It's, it's a it's a fictionalized story about a, the FBI agent who creates the profile and does the X Y Z who leads them to find the Unabomber. Like, you know, it's about like a specific HBI H, HBI HBO. <laughs> <laughs> HBO, HBO, HBO original series. <laughs> it's about the guy now, who wrote Arliss. I feel like Manhunt Unabomber is a perfect case study in a show almost being good. Like it's, <laughs> it's like adjacent to to good. <laughs> good if you were teaching a, a, a script writing class, maybe for television, or like or, a, or like a directing class. class. If I was teaching a direct class, I'd be like, let's watch this and talk about all the choices you can make to make it just Just as good. good. Yet we watched the whole thing because it was one of those things where like, well, none of us want to really pay attention. Let's put it on. It was fine, but I don't give it up. But I see the rest of your list in front of me. So you got to keep going because I want to get you. Um, New TV show on Amazon Prime called Forever with... um, um, I already talked about it last week just to to give you a heads up. Yeah, with Lons. Okay. I have to go back and listen to that episode. That show <laughs> is weird and amazing, and I'm in love with both of them, and it's so I, weird, right? And I said, I said, I just, I, I sit around watching that show waiting for the moments where Maya Rudolph goes, oh, fuck. Like, I just <laughs> love I just could watch so her doing anything, okay? okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you like it, though. I'm going to skip over the next one, and I'm going to just say I went to a fish concert for kids. Oh, how was that? How it am- was No, wait, wait, wild. wait, okay. I can't wait to hear about it that. It was wild. It was, first of all, it was packed. You know you live like, in Berkeley when? It was a proper theater, like a proper, you know, like real concert hall you'd go to. It was, they weren't playing up on the stage. They were actually playing on the on the ground on like a mini stage. It was Ew. filled with balloons. So you have like, hun- Ooh, like a hundred, like a real fish concert. Oh, like a real fish concert. That's like a real, awesome. all the kids were moving. At one point they bring out one of those giant um, rainbow colored tent thing parachutes uh, yeah playing with the parachute and all the kids are running underneath there's 
the parents are all drinking. So like all the parents are like. Oh, wait, what was the set list? Beer. What's what fish songs uh, did they play? I would have to actually look up the set list. I don't know any of the song names by heart, but it what's was all songs of, I recognize. What's the name of the band? That's like Killing Shy right now. He's like, what do you mean? I don't. I don't know the names. What's the name of the band? I'm gonna look up the name of the band right now. Well, we should give them a shout out. I am. Um, are they Berkeley based or are they from somewhere else? Called The Music of Fish for Kids featuring Chum. I guess the band is called Chum. Uh, the Music of Fish for Kids featuring Chum. So basically, I think this band goes around and plays different, and they and he sounded like Trey, and they like. And it wasn't like they were just playing simple versions of the songs. Like each song was like ten minutes with like tons of jamming. jamming. It was and w- were there older kids like that would get to run around and stuff there, or I like participate? The oldest kid there was like eight or nine years old. It was a ton of little oh, kids. Was, there, was all the kids? What I'm saying were they sitting and listening or did they get no, to like move? Running around and playing That's awesome. and dancing. That's like, awesome. They were dancing and playing with the balloons and um and it, it was so it cool. Was so much fun oh. and the. And the biggest surprise of the night is that my friend Becca, who came with her son Ben, turns out she's been to seven fish shows. <laughs> oh, so it appears Ch- Chum is a fish cover band, and I yes. guess they do a kids' show. This is yes. this is it. Okay. Yeah. Which now I get it. Okay. It was yeah. so incredible. Miri and Ben in their little ergo carriers were dancing and waving their arms oh. and having the best time. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. terrific. I cool. love that. Shy. You gotta we gotta roll into yours. Okay, so on my list, first I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard. That is a perfect Friday night movie. Bye 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 bye. All I need to say is Ryan Reynolds being Ryan you got bad reviews too. Yeah, whatever. It was I awesome. Ryan Reynolds okay. playing slightly he against type. I, hey, he's he, my brain candy. Ryan Reynolds. Like, no, I, uh, I, wait, I'll see with dads. Perfect. It's Ryan Reynolds being kind of playing a little bit against type because he plays a character that's like down and out, but he's 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 a bodyguard and his whole thing is like boring as best, and so he's like very anal, but he's also a pretty badass uh, bodyguard, and it's him uh, protecting a hitman uh, that is played by Samuel L. Jackson, who is doing classic Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson-ness, and an amazing Salma Hayek cameo. And that's all you really need to know. That movie is, is it's the definition of delivers on its promise. It is not a great movie, but it is exactly what you signed up for. Every minute of it, it was a lot of fun. The action's good. The jokes are good. It, you know, it, open and shut. And enjoy. And then I had a both a show in Dippity and an I Told You show that I'm going to give to my dear friend Jared Kaplan who has forever been uh, telling me to watch Trial and Error, which I watched. uh, The entire series was available on the flight back on on, uh, the airline. And there's only 12 episodes of the first season. so or Not the first series, but the first season was on. And I was like, okay, 12 episodes on... on, you know, eight hours of flight? I can do that just fine. And so uh, I watched that from beginning to end, and all I need to say is that it is, imagine if my cousin Vinny was reframed with a Jewish lawyer, so more of like a neurotic Jewish lawyer, and it was filmed in the way it was it was created in the way that of like Parks and Rec with that faux documentary kind of with the sweetness of Parks and Rec. So not I haven't the, been able to see it because it's on Hulu, so, right? So, so not the sarcasm of The Office, but the sweetness of Parks and Rec. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait for it. John Lithgow. 
That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's a bet. I loved every minute of it. It was adorable. I want to see, I can't wait to see what they do with another season of it. Um, uh, It it immediately, I understand now why that movie, that show was, it kind of, the same way The Good Place was a short season, but all quality, this was the same thing. I highly recommend it to anybody. Cool. But it's on Hulu, right? That's why I can't see it? Or Prime Video? It's on Hulu right now, but I'll find a way for you to watch it because you have to watch it. You'll really like it. Yeah, but and Hulu, I'm only sure has, a second Hulu only season. has Hulu only has second season and like a handful of episodes. So oh, okay, there's I, like, two seasons of Trial and Error. Yeah, I just I read like a random I watched like a random right. season two episode and it it's exactly what you how you right. describe it. If that's the case, I'm just buying because I, I love this show. So it's we're, very enjoyable. That's great. We're, 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 you bought it. It has, uh, has Chenoweth. I found it delightful. Oh, maybe she's in season two because I think they yeah. changed yeah. the whoever the, it, the case is about in the each case season, is about which right. is an awesome gimmick because if you have John Lithgow in that show all the time, then it's he's so amazing that then he would be what it's all about. So by switching right. him out for somebody else in the next season, mm-hmm. brilliant. So I'm. We're just buying this show. This is a buy, and I'm actually putting my money where my mouth is. Cool. Bye bye. bye. Um, all right, guys. Four right. minutes. Four, four minutes and countdown. Count I will quickly say that uh, Becky had mentioned in her notes that she watched Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat on Netflix. You didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I watched that trailer on repeat. For <laughs> like the like, watch that trailer, and it makes you just want to go eat a stick of butter. Like mm. the sounds of all Don't the sauteing and her eating, and like I was like, oh, I don't know if I it's healthy for me to watch this show. That trailer looks so yummy. I just wanted to say that. Um, I didn't talk um, about it because I feel like I need to see a couple more episodes before I, I comment. So I'm gonna reserve sure. until I watch a few more because I think it's okay. the kind of show where it's, they need to. I recommend in. I, the tra- the trailer is a buy on Netflix. Um, <laughs> you know okay, quickly trailer. trailers, <laughs> yeah. Fight World on Netflix, guys. It's only four episodes. Uh, you can like pick and choose which one you want. Very interesting. Frank Grillo from uh, Kingdom. Oh, wow. He's an actual boxer, uh, real life kickboxer himself. And he, and like trained boxer, he uh, goes all around the world um, Thailand, Israel, a bunch of Senegal, uh, different wow. like, places that have fight as such a major part of their culture. And tries to like find the connections and similarities and understand why each culture fights. And that it, it seems like, you know, is the reasoning behind it the same of why fight is important in the culture and martial arts, basically. And so we watched uh, just the one episode uh, about Israel, which was fascinating. Uh, but there's four in the series, I think four or five. And so very cool if you're interested. Um waiting to finish so i have one more episode to finish broad church season two it's been taking forever but i'm almost there knees deep in season eight of walking dead not nine because i'm a season behind um but still addicted to that show somehow and uh saw juliet naked which is a solid rent i want to but I, like becky said i feel like if i watched it with more people and stuff it would have been better um, before we close out the show, I just want to say a uh, shout out to Alana Austin or Alana. I don't know why I'm now calling her the American version of the name. It's Alana Austin, um, who sent us so lovingly her notes from having watched Monster Squad. Which with I her don't own think children. you can repeat all the words. I cannot repeat, but I will bleep them out. She sends us notes of, and now she was forewarned though when we. Uh, had put the show on our podcast, but it said, just watched Monster Squad with the boys. Wow, talk about inappropriate. 
I had to explain the following words. Bleep, bleep, <laughs> which I cannot say in 2018. Um, virgin, chicken shit, and why they call the fat kid, fat kid, instead of his actual name, Horace. <laughs> and as a kid, I definitely never realized that the scary German dude was a Holocaust survivor. Um, things that are very shocking as an adult when you watch this movie. But we love hearing from our fans. And thank you so much, Alana, for participating. Um, other shout outs go to uh, our dad, who's awesome and is like the best papa ever playing with uh, my kiddo here. Um, the Final Girls LA Band on Instagram. You can find them there on Spotify. They are a band in LA called The Final Girls. They are not the movie The Final Girls, which I so wonderfully <laughs> tagged them on Instagram in our last episode. And they were like, Your podcast seems red. That's not us. We think you meant the movie. I then listened like, to them on the podcast. Do Spotify. you think we should try to get them yeah, on the podcast? Wouldn't it be fun if they like movies? They, Lily, they, I think they're going to have to. great. Um, love it uh it's it's like you know like pretty badass all right all right hopefully they'll listen to this shout out and that's it they're officially being invited on our podcast and then of course um yeah chum fish cover band that made my little mirrorless so happy and of course and of course cousin vanessa and of course cousin vanessa who were getting ready for her epic debut right She's going to debut the podcast coming up, guys. Get excited. Oh, because uh, the yeah. Droughtlander is almost over? The Droughtlander. One week till Droughtlander ends. One week. Um, all right, guys. Love you. You're the okay. best. Uh, you're supposed okay. to ask people not to, I, not, I to, not to backseat host. <laughs> I know. I'm saying where to follow. I was going to say, I love you guys. You're the best. Before we close out, you totally are backseat hosting me. Becky, <laughs> where can we follow you? Paper, a BK princess on Twitter. Shy, where can we follow you? Everybody at, sit down. It's going to take a while. At, okay. <laughs> at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also catch me every week on the Gold Nerds podcast with Lons and Ash. We taped uh, yesterday an episode that is about the um, the Hershey Park episode and the Freddy Krueger episode. And you guys will get a real kick out of how afraid I still am of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that. Also, you have Behind the Behind the Music. Oh, yes, behind the hand of music well. as well with uh, with Ash. Yeah, we're we're a little bit behind in our in our tapings because of our involvement and all this other stuff. But there will be more episodes and, coming soon. And uh, you can follow me, Chichi K Gomez, on the Twitter. And uh, we're dancing as the music closes us out. We're dancing. We're dancing. Love you guys. Bye. So great talking to you. Tell me when. No, you count us in, dude. That's how it works. Oh, just kidding. Five, four, one, two, three, four, five, go. Hello. Welcome to, no, that's not what I wanted to say. I had it already written down. Give me one second. Sorry, that was just my, okay.